Good morning and welcome to the Mental Health Worship of the NCSA. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you have made us beautifully, uniquely, complex, and that within us lays the abilities which you have already planted there that we can develop and that we can grow in order to be the children that you need us to be, in order to face life's difficulties successfully in the way that you designed us to be. And Lord, I pray that as we now embrace this uniqueness, as we learn more about ourselves, Lord, may we also learn more about you because it is you that lives within us. Bless us now, Lord, is my prayer in your name. Amen. For our verse of contemplation this morning, I'd like to read for you from the book of Psalms 139, verse 13 and 14. It says, You alone created my inner being. You knitted me together inside my mother, and I will give thanks to you because I have been so miraculously made. The title for my talk this morning is Fighting in Your Own Armor. There's a quote by Isabel Briggs that says, We cannot safely assume that other people's minds work on the same principles as our own. All too often, others with whom we come in contact do not reason the way that we reason. They don't value the things that we value, and they're not interested in the things that we are interested in. And the reason for this is really is because God loves us and has created us extremely unique, every single one of us. And you see, God loves uniqueness. I know this. Do you know why? Have you ever had the time to look at a snowflake? And I don't mean look with your eye, maybe on the internet or under a telescope. And did you notice that the snowflakes, when they fall, they each have a different pattern, a different shape. And God has made them so unique and so complex. And yet, you know, they're not humans. The Bible tells us that God also makes you and me very unique and complex, just as a snowflake. Your looks are unique. Your sound of your voice is unique. Nobody has your voice. The way that you walk is unique. You have a specific strut. And even something as small as your fingerprint, something that seems insignificant, that you would ask the question, why is it important for me to have a different fingerprint from somebody else? Because I don't think God intended it that we would use it to, to you know, find criminals. <laughs> but There's no one in the world that has the same fingerprint as you. I really do believe that God is into uniqueness and he loves uniqueness and he he loves that every single one of his creations, you know, look different and, and, and think different and feel different and act different within their unique capabilities. Now, with COVID-19 hitting, you may have picked up that some of these differences that we have as people are coming to the forefront and, you know, becoming a little bit more exposed than what maybe they were. And maybe especially within your family circle. If there's been conflict of late more than normal, probably it's because of those unique and complex differences that God has put inside of you that are now clashing. And there could be various reasons, but I do believe that it is because of our uniqueness, you know, that uniqueness that that draws us to each other might at times become our Achilles heel and might actually cause us to be in more fights than what we want to be. There's a saying that goes that says opposites attract. Ever heard that? You see, we often tend to go for people who complete us. When a man and a woman meet one another and they decide to get married, you know, when they meet each other for the first time, they love each other. And, and there's these unique qualities that the other person has that you don't have. And, and we, we appreciate that about them because it completes the, the family unit, the circle to, to make up for where I lack, you are strong. 
and and we love each other and then you get married and then for the next 40 years you're going to spend irritating one another because of these differences and it's interesting because those things that initially attracted you to the person now might irritate you and especially when you are on lockdown you see when you're not on lockdown you know you can still take your space you can go do your thing but now with lockdown coming closer to each other these differences and these uniquenesses are now going to come to the forefront even more there's a story of two porcupines two porcupines um, that will want to live together in the freezing north now what they do is they huddle together to keep each other warm but when they get close to each other their quills stab each other so they have to move apart you see these two porcupines needed each other for warmth but they needled each other with their quills when they got closer to each other <laughs> and and i think that oftentimes we are like porcupines you know our porcupine needles let's call them quills um or or what makes us unique it's 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 part of who we are and and oftentimes we are exactly like these porcupines you know we need each other and the closer we come to each other the more we poke each other and and i believe that lockdown has really caused a lot of this to happen in many families and if you are in that place today i hope that today's talk will help you to understand how to navigate these differences so has lockdown caused you to needle those that you need the two small things that come to my mind is in genesis 2 verse 24 the bible tells us that the two shall become one if you are in a family unit the bible tells us that we are unified and how we should stay close to one another despite our differences but you see these differences that we have we have not only on the outside but we also have them on the inside david understood this when he noted and he said about the lord he said god has created my inner being And I'm sure that he wasn't talking about his intestines. I'm sure he was talking about, you know, God created and gave him unique thoughts, unique feelings, and then to act on those unique thoughts and feelings. And this is true not just for you today, but for your family members. God is giving them unique thoughts and feelings. And together all these differences are supposed to come together in a unified way of living. It's not going to be easy, I'm not going to lie, because the way that we think and feel and act is completely unique and very complex. in every single way but if we can understand ourselves and our differences and use them appropriately we can be like the bible says we can be more than conquerors in our family unit we can really overcome life's difficulties and we can actually use these uniquenesses to form a good bond with one another if we can only just take the time to understand our family's unique differences we can learn to embrace them we can learn how to navigate them and how to use them to have the successful unit where no one is lacking anything or you know trying to tell somebody who to be and not to be and how to act and how not to act and how to think because we like to do this Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 tells us that these unique differences that we have is actually there to complement each other it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fall one will lift up the other I think this is talking specifically about our differences. Where I am weak, my husband is strong. Where where I am strong, he might be struggling in some areas. And and our differences can really be for our benefit if we can only understand them and embrace them. So, you know, as I said, often in marriage we end up, you know, marrying the opposite person. But it's not understood 
You know, we don't take the time to get to know each other really and to, to really understand one another and embrace each other and our appropriate uniquenesses of each member of the family within the team. You see, we differ in so many different ways. We differ in our our gender, our ages are different, our growing speeds are different, our personalities are different. We are introverted and extroverted. We have different conflict styles and relationship styles and love languages. There are so many ways that we are different. But it doesn't have to mean that the one is right and the other one is wrong. I think of my dad. You know, my dad, often while we were growing up, I used to notice him. You know, he used to spend a lot of time outside alone. He was an introvert. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm an extrovert. And I often noticed that when life started getting a little bit hard for him he would withdraw and he would go outside and he would go work on his car or he would go for a drive to the beach and he would go and build sand castles and during this time when he was alone inside of his head he would really sit and talk to himself he would he would mumble and I would hear him mumbling and I would be like what are you doing and he's like don't worry I'm talking to myself and I'm like you what and he would literally be like I'm talking to myself and and sometimes we get worried when we see people like that because that's not how we deal with difficulties you see our differences is going to tell us how we're going to deal with difficulties because as much as we we are different for good reasons we are also different to face troubles and difficulties um we we face them differently you know for me when i go through a tough time i'm not going to isolate myself and mumble to myself in my head i'm going to go and be around people that i trust and you know i want to have hugs and i want to talk to them because i'm an extrovert so we really do need to realize that we face troubles and trials within a family unit differently and right now covid-19 is a is a very troublesome time for every single person within the family unit and to ask yourself the question how is each of these different family members within my family going to face the difficulties in their very unique way and how can we navigate them so that we can all still live in unity with one another you see but the problem is our differences are often not understood we don't understand each other's differences and we we feel uncomfortable with this 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 type of you know you're doing it this way i'm doing it this way i'm feeling this way you feeling that way and 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 we often tend to see these differences as being wrong and 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 you you might say no my 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 wife is acting very incorrectly right now or my child is is behaving in a very incorrect manner you need to ask yourself the question is it very incorrect or is it wrong or is it just different we got to stop calling things that are different wrong it might not be wrong it might just be different i'm not talking here about moral and immoral things there are some things that are moral and immoral but i'm talking about things that are not necessarily moral or immoral but just different we need to ask ourselves the question is this different or is it wrong if it's just different how can you how can you navigate it how can you embrace it so we try and change those people who are different from us who are clashing with us we try and pull out their porcupine you know um, needles because they're poking us with their differences we pull out our spouse's quills so they don't hurt us anymore but in the process we hurt them um let me demonstrate imagine you are a shape I believe that because we're unique and God created us uniquely, every single one of us is like a shape. Let's imagine you are a circle, your spouse, a square, your daughter is a heart shape, and your son, if you have one, is a diamond. So, what are you going to do if you want to try and change either of these shapes? What is going to happen? So, let's look at yourself. If you are the circle, and I tell you, you being a circle is not good enough. You need to be more like me. You need to be a square. How do you get a circle to become like a square? I'll tell you. You have to break it. You have to damage the original shape. You see, you should 
actually be perfecting your circle by carving away at the rough edges yourself and become the best version of you being the best circle that you can be. Um, not destroying the circle in order to become something that you're not, which is a square. Can you develop some of the characteristics of a square? Possibly. And, and you should probably try, but you shouldn't change yourself. You see, both of these processes are going to involve pain. Where you carve away and become a better circle, it's going to be painful, but this is called a growth pain. On the other end, if you're going to try and become a square, this is a destructive kind of pain that you're going to experience. And often in our family circles, we destroy one another without realizing it because we want people to think the way we do, feel the way we do, act the way we do, because if they don't, it makes us feel uncomfortable. We try and be somebody that we're not, or we try and make others to be somebody that they're not. And this goes against the Bible principle that's given to us. It says, for we are the body of Christ. And the body itself is not made up out of only one part, but many parts. And it's the same in your home circle. Your home is not just made up out of you or out of someone else. Every single person in the home has a uniqueness and a quality that they can bring to, to improve the home atmosphere and to, to overcome difficulties and hardships. Don't try to mold and fashion the experiences of others to conform to your own ideas. This is not right. God forbids that one man will control the mindsets of other people. We, we are not God. The only person that's allowed to control other people's minds are God. Um, no child of God should ever submerge his or her identity into another human being. You shouldn't try and be and think and feel like that other person. God gave you a unique quality about yourself, a unique personality that you need to embrace. In psychology, where one person submerges their identity into that of another, it's called codependency. And this is really where one person loses their individuality and can't think or feel for themselves anymore. They literally become submerged into the other person and lose who they are. And, you know, the Bible explicitly tells us that the only person that we should ever give our will up to is God. And if we do this to, to somebody else, it's a sin. It's a, it's absolute sin. Only our creator gets to control how we think, feel, and act. You can lose your uniqueness by allowing others to change you or you trying to change yourself. You can lose your uniqueness. I remember... Um, as I was, you know, growing up and I started working, you know, becoming an adult, I started to question who I was. And I started asking if I was good enough, you know, if the circle, Nandi the circle was good enough. Let me explain. You see, I'm not an intellectual. I have the ability inside of me to be deep, deep, deep down inside of me. But it's not who I am. I'm not an academic. I don't like research. I hate it. But I like to listen to those who are academics. And I'm not a philosopher, but I love to listen and learn from those who have many theories and ideas. But what I've discovered over time is that I am a storyteller. I'm a narrative person. Um, and I kind of, as a professional, I felt like this wasn't adequate because the world has the standard that they want to mold everybody into, you know, like this is right and this is wrong. And I started to really believe this lie of, you know, the one way of doing something is right and the other way of doing it is completely wrong. And I thought I had to change myself. And I had to, you know, I, there was a long time in my life where I thought to myself, I had to become more like these clever people, you know, those pastors who study and speak about these fancy words, you know, and, and, and that wasn't me. 
And and the only reason this changed is because I realized that this was not my armor. I was trying to fight the battle of life in someone else's armor. Something that God made and gave that person I was trying to 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 use and it wasn't helping me. And and I remembered the story of of David in the Bible of where David came to fight Goliath. And as he's about to fight Goliath, King Saul calls him aside and says to him, "Here's my armor. Fight in my armor." And and David can't. You know, he 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 it's too big for him. It's too heavy. He couldn't move, so he takes it off. And and the reason we often fail is because we try and fight in someone's armor. I was trying to become somebody that I wasn't. Um Now sure yes I could develop some of those skills but I shouldn't be suppressing the ones that I already have inside of me and and the one wasn't right and the other one wrong when difficulties arise we need to be able to fall back on our unique skills and strengths that only we have because God placed it inside of us not trying to copy someone else's skills or mannerisms and David understood this in the Bible you see he takes off the armor of 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 Saul and the reason that David was successful in killing Goliath apart from obviously the very obvious reason that God was his strength is because he knew himself and he embraced his uniqueness and he didn't allow other people to dictate that he needed to change himself you see he was a shepherd he was not a trained warrior he was used to using a sling and a shepherd's rod not a spear and a javelin and you know and and he had no need for a shield or armor because god was his sword and shield in psalms 28 verse 20 verse 7 it says the lord is my strength and my shield i trust in him with all my heart he helps me and my heart is filled with joy i burst out in songs of thanksgiving this is a psalm of david and you see david knew who he was he embraced being a circle he knew his uniqueness and he made it through the battle because he used that unique qualities that god had given him in the bible there are so many different examples of warriors and how they fought the fight of life you know the ways that they thought the ways that they planned the ways that they acted were so unique to every single one of them i think of gideon gideon's thoughts feelings and emotions and finally actions were completely his own when he went into battle he used pots lanterns and ram's horns When David, King David, that is went against Goliath, he used a sling and a stick and his normal shepherd's clothes. That's what he did. And then he charged. He ran and he charged and he chopped Goliath's head off. The Israelites when they attacked Jericho marched around the city in silence. Goliath, ach not Goliath, Samson had long hair and he used in the end pure brute strength to push over the pillars within the temple. Jesus when he fought used the words thus saith the Lord he used the scripture a lot but then there was this one time where he went into the temple and he also used thus saith the Lord where he said my house will be called a house of prayer but he also used the whip you see so 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 we have unique qualities about you now imagine if we brought all of these people that i just mentioned together and we said to them all of these warriors you now have to you know go and fight all of these amazing characters you know um that that they've done all these great things with their uniquenesses and their complexities and the way that they specifically you know approach the things in life and think about the things of life and now you put them in the room and you give them the task to go and fight a battle together without changing any of them or choosing one person to dictate how the others must think feel or act now you tell them solve the problem but now you can sit down and imagine how this is going to turn out it can either turn out horribly or it can turn out really good 
we can sit down and we can hear everybody's suggestions from their perspectives and how they would approach the possibility. And you could take all of these beautiful suggestions and try and mix and fit them together so that you can get the best possible solution. Thus, utilizing every person's strength, uniqueness and different qualities that they've built up over their lives. And we can learn from that. You see, in our family lives, we've got the Goliaths, we've got the Samsons, we've got the, 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 the Israelites, the Davids, the Gideons, the Jesuses, you know, and, 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 and we need to learn how to use each person's strength without changing them or dictating to them how they must think, feel or act and say, let's put this together and let's be the army that God wants us to be to tackle this COVID-19, to tackle the problems that we are in. You see, Albert Einstein once said that everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life feeling that it and believing that it is stupid because it can't climb the tree. Some of us have qualities that others don't have. And this is why Solomon said in Ecclesiastes that we, when the one is weak, the other one is strong. When the one falls down, we pick the other one up. We need to be careful in our families, especially as we are now closer towards each other during lockdown period. Um, not to poke each other like porcupines, but rather to to learn how to navigate past the needles and how to embrace the needles and, and see them for the qualities that they do do to fight the enemy and to, to attack the enemy. That's why the needles are there. There is going to cause a lot of problems in our lives, irreparable problems, if we try and pull the porcupine needles from our family members. If we try and turn circles into squares, it's going to cause irreparable damage to our family members. You know, not only that, but we're going to end up hating ourselves and thinking we're weak or insufficient or incomplete or a failure. Um, you know, and, and, and this is really not what we want for our families, you know, to tear them apart and tell them they're not good enough to say, but no, you're unique, you're different. Let's work with that differences. And individuality and uniqueness really means that everybody in your family is going to respond differently to pressure. Learn how each person responds to pressure and see which way is going to help the family unit. Um, some people are able to handle higher volumes of pressure. Don't put the same amount of pressure on everybody during this time. Some people need a little bit of time away, you know, not to be so overwhelmed with all the stuff that's happening. Other people can, you know, take higher intensities, you know, they can, they can push through. Um, and then, of course, you know, our genetics also plays a very big role on how we're going to face channel challenges. And as you are facing the challenges of COVID-19 and all its, you know, results that come with it, I want to challenge you today to craft your own uniform with God's help. Like David, to say, you know what, I like a leather belt, I like loose slacks, I like sandals, whatever it is, you know, allow God, and he already has, he's already given you the armor that you need, but find out what that armor is and use that to fight the battles of life and embrace each other's uniquenesses, embrace each other's, you know, war uniform, embrace each other's, you know, swords and shields, even though they may be different. The one uses a bow, the other one uses a sword, um, but let's see how we can fight this battle battle together, remembering that our, our porcupine pokers are not there for each other, but they're there to fight against the an enemy. Remember that feelings of worth can flourish only in an atmosphere where individuals' differences are appreciated and cherished. May God bless you. Amen.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now May your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.